Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Here we go, boys. Go. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. All right, welcome to Waterfowl Wednesday with your host, Nick Jay. What's up, guys? Dale Lupinville. Today we're going to be talking about hunting ethics, unwritten rules of waterfowl hunting, and what are they and how they've benefited me by trying to be a good dude. In terms aww. of. Aw, yeah. Aww. Trying to follow the rules, which I <laughs> honestly, I think these rules kind of just. Uh, what they really boil down to is playing the long game. You know, like you're not in it for just your short term, short term, get your kicks off today. Like think about your whole waterfowl hunting career, you know, like don't screw people over, be as generous and courteous as you can, that sort of thing. Yeah, you don't want to burn bridges. You end up with burn bridges and you are going to be musky fishing in 10 years. It's just all the deer hunting. It's pretty fun. Deer hunting and musky fishing. Like that's because you have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) That hurts. And, uh, you know, going on trips with people, how you should act and blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. So what do you think Uh, about, here's a theory I've always had. I'd rather, I would rather have friends than I would have fields. Yeah. That's just kind of a saying I've always said because people get in these little squabs over fields all the time. And I've grown up here in the Fridley, New Brighton area my whole life. I don't have fields. You know? Like as far as like territory yeah, kind yeah. of squabbles, like, hey, I can't <clears throat> believe exactly. you're hunting my field even though yes. it's not their field. Not, that'll, yeah. And like if you're going to try to fight for permission from a landowner, blah, 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 or get to be the exclusive person that can hunt this field and you're going to screw some people over and they're going to be salty at you over that. That's just something I've never believed in. You know, uh, I'd rather have friends than fields. That's the, the long game, you could say. Because if you're going to go undercutting people, trying to get on their spots, trying to screw them over, offer them the farmer more money. I mean, if you're not like an outfitter where it's fair game. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're just going to be fishing in 10 years. And I've just always lived by that. Like, don't try to... Don't try to get that hot spot out of somebody's hands and put it in your hands in the in the terms of greediness. Especially if you are friends. Like, not that I'm saying, you know, free license if you don't know the person. That's still kind of a dick move. But, you know, kind of to your point, like, friends over fields. It's like, I mean, if you don't know the guy. <laughs> there's you know, lots, there's I mean, lots of fields in this world. I've drove in the country. I've seen them. You know, you, there's... Yeah. To fight and squabble over what little one little spot... And, even if it is one of those 
great spots right off the river or something every year you know it's good for five to ten hunts that is so not worth it to lose people you can potentially take trips with people that would pro- like potentially invite you to that field anyway because you're a good dude sure. yeah <laughs> and maybe bring in something to the table um yeah i just never had it in my head to try to try to do something like that yeah i guess personally i never really put too much thought into it i guess it's i think a lot of these points they're about to make are probably going to come down to kind of like what you talked about in the beginning like just being a good dude like just like honestly like but people normal social graces like so why is it so common to know why is it so common for that people break these simple rules because people are dicks (laughs) yeah and then that's like what i call musky fishermen inconsiderate (laughs) no offense if you musky fish i do but but all the all the offense fish all sorts of stuff i don't know so you know like how do you act as your if you're an invitee because i get quite a few invites throughout the season um you know nick jay it'd be great to have you come and try to hunt with us and blah 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 as an invitee, I try to follow, I guess, these guidelines, you know, like, do something to return the favor, you know, if you can, try to get them, those guys, invite them on a trip, invite them on, uh, you know, whatever your next adventure is, if you got a spot next weekend, invite them, bring something to the table, either good calling, or blinds for everybody, some extra decoys, buy some breakfast, I mean... Good it's calling, so, if you if you have that, is definitely a plus. Good calling has gotten me on a lot of good hunts. <laughs> I bet it has. <laughs> Just to be the good caller, like, uh, hey, we need a caller for tomorrow. Yeah, I bet it has. Um, and, like, here's a big one. Multiple permission on fields. Yeah, that's... If you sh- like, some people view this as a competition where you show up and whoever's there first, we're going to set up in the good spot. And if they show up after us, you're fucked, you know. And that's just a plan I've seen work out way less times than it well than it has poorly. Because then it becomes this pissing match. And then good thing you got here at 2 a.m. We're going to set up 40 yards, you know, upwind of you guys. I feel like there's only one way to handle this situation. What's your way? Just combine I agree. Combined forces. But also, there's a way to go about that, too. Like, a few years ago, I got permission on a field, and uh, right before I right before I said thank you to the farmer and said goodbye, he goes, yeah, just to let you know, that a couple other guys stopped by. I told them they could hunt there, too. And I said, all right, cool. All right, thanks. He goes, so play nice out there. I was like, all right. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's, that's always that's always gonna be the initial response for sure. Exactly. It's like it's just it's another hassle. It's like ah. bottom line. It's like, uh. but it can be it can be an opportunity as well because yeah. okay, other people are gonna sh- be showing up. Like I know they're showing up because this field was fucking stacked. Right. Yeah, and it's gonna be like Saturday tomorrow. And it, is po- and it is a possibility. I've had I've had that happen, and sometimes they don't show up. I have to because even I'm sure you do the same thing. If I'm out scouting around. I'll get multiple permissions for multiple fields just to just I don't you know depending on where yeah maybe it's the, their plan B or something but right this, exactly this definitely wasn't going to be somebody <laughs> this wasn't the plan this B. was not going to be a plan B for people <laughs> and so I was like okay well it can be a good opportunity too to like meet people in the area that you can potentially become friends with they hunt the same area as you obviously yeah they, you guys can your network is never a bad thing exactly so like. Okay, after I left that dude's driveway, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to call one person. I'm going to call my brother. I called Tom, and I said, you want to get in on this field? It's a multiple permission thing. And he goes, yeah. I said, all right, cool. I'm going to keep it small, and we're going to show up early. So we showed up early. It was just me and him. Um, 
I brought six or seven or eight layout blinds, you know, just just in case, just in case with all the camo necessary, mm-hmm. whatever, and um, snow covers for all of them because it actually was snowy that day, and yeah, showed up, two of us, set everything out about the last time, this is when everybody shows up, oh, right? Oh, God. The last Bigfoot comes out the yeah. trailer, thumps into the snow, boom, here comes two trucks pulling in the fields, like, okay, we were expecting this, yeah, you know, and yep. uh, yeah, they came over and talked it out, and they didn't have snow covers. I said, I got, hey, I got plenty of blinds. I'll just pull them right out of the truck. Snow covers for, it's like four of them, you know, uh, pulled up in two trucks. Yeah, we got to hunt with these guys. Um, ended up being as good of a hunt as it could have been. Whatever. But everybody's exchanging phone numbers at the end. Sure. Yep. Had cool. a good time. Everybody knows, like, all right, these are cool dudes. We're cool dudes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's a dick. I have Bigfoots. You have Bigfoots. I can call good, you know, networking. Right. And it can work out great in that way, too. Yeah, for sure. I just, thankfully, it's never, I've never experienced the opposite where somebody just refuses to like to hunt with you. Oh, really? <laughs> I, did, well, I, did, well, I did, well, I, I did have. kind of one time, well, I don't know if I want to share this story. <laughs> this is a public, this is a public water duck hunting story. Uh, so I kind of ninja'd, I, I, I did a, I ninja'd around and got into position. So what do you mean? Um, so there's a particular point on a particular lake that's like the spot that everybody goes to. Okay. And so I get there pretty early, but there's a truck at the landing, and they're doing they're using an old trick that I and I'm sure a bunch of people use. You're the first one to landing. You get everything loaded, the boats in the water, all your you're in your waders, everything else. But because it's so early, you just goes and sit in your truck. Huh. And, you know, instead of sitting in the cold and, sit, and then you just sit there and kind of take a nap. As soon as you see headlights, you back in, take yeah. off, park the truck and go. That works. That way you're not, you know, somebody can't really beat you, you know, in I the like water it. or whatever. Put you in the truck as long as possible. Yeah, and you haven't, you haven't preempted the spot. You know, mm-hmm. you haven't, like, you're not sitting out at that point for, you know, eight hours or whatever. You're, you know, if they had a faster <laughs> boat. They potentially could still beat you sure. to a spot. Probably Except for this spot is pretty close to the landing. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can wade to it. Oh, that's cool. Which is where I come in. <laughs> <laughs> so I see the landing there, and I I call my buddy, and I'm like, uh, Where's this spot, by the way? I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Off the air, I can tell you. It's not a great spot. Like, it, Honestly, it's like a... Probably shoot some migrants there. It's a lazy spot. Yeah. yeah. I love lazy spots. Geese, there's geese around, but it was more of a late season duck spot. It was like things are just starting to ice up and kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I don't know. We didn't really think much the night before, like what was a plan B? I didn't really expect to have somebody here this early, you know? So I'm like, and then as I'm thinking, the light bulb came off my head. I'm like, you know, I think I can sneak around these guys because this point's long and skinny, and they're on the one side. And I'm like, if I skirt around the other side, under cover of darkness, I got decoys in the back. All I gotta do is put them on my back and, <laughs> and go. So that's what I did. I did that, and I went around. I walk all the way out there, and they're starting to load their boat up, and uh, or they they push it off, and they come around the corner, and you know, I flash my lights. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? They're like. How did you get out of here? I'm like, sounds oh, like I've been here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that's legit. You didn't snake anything out from anybody. No, not I did. I did, but I didn't. But I, it sounds I did, like you beat them. I did ask them if they wanted to join us because it was just me and my one other buddy that were going to be oh, there, right, and well. he was coming later, so he couldn't get. The reason I was there as early as I was because he could. He 
I don't see you anything know, wrong not, with you're what not you like did. that guy that's showing up right at legal, unless that's the only time you have, which was what his thing was going to be. But I'm like, well, if I'm there and plenty of time, you know, we're not screwing anybody. <clears throat> yeah, I felt a little bad. Like I feel like that's I don't a know. great no, area. I don't a think little bit. I don't think so. That's black no. and white. You win. <laughs> Well, I did win. And then you were a gentleman about and, winning. They hemmed and hawed, and then they decided to not hunt at all, or they went somewhere else. I'm like, and there was only like two or three of them. There's plenty of room for five of us. Yeah. You know? I was like, I don't know why they didn't do that. But. I don't know. It's a, it's, a land, it's a race, in my opinion, on public land. And if you are there first, you're there first, and you win. And part of me was really proud that I uh, pulled it off, and then the other part of me was like, that was I kind of a dick I can't be mad if anybody beats me on a public land. What I can do is ask very nicely if I can join them, and if they say no, I'm sorry, but I'm going to fuck you over. <laughs> <laughs> because it's all a fucking public land. I'm not going to fuck them over, but I do roll with a strong rig of V-boards, like when I paddle my ass out into some public waters. And I pack a punch on the call. So I'm yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, yeah. You guys want to join forces? And I've had this happen before, where people said, um, "No, no, we just want to hunt by ourselves." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> because I don't, I don't want to be like, uh, right? Hey, you guys aren't going to shoot anything if you say no to this. But also, right. there's a very good chance I'm going to pull your birds. Right. Like, yeah. Are you sure? And they say, "No, yeah, we're sure." But they'll probably still. Well, I guess. Picking your secondary spot would be important. Just it's when all right, you got your two dozen green head gear mallards out there. Okay, sweet. I just deployed a hundred V boards, and right. I've got another power what caller I mean with is me. That if in, if the incoming birds are coming to your spread, but they pass overhead of them, they're probably going to start taking those hundred and fifty yard shots. Yeah, and that could everything. that could uh, happen. That's happened to me a few times. You're like that has happened on, to man. everybody. Why are you even shooting at that? You're literally <sighs> shooting that because you can't shoot at it. You know what though? For, for people complaining about public land, I don't, I don't cry too many tears. I don't cry too many tears when I'm out there either, because we all know what happens out there. It's not a mystery. This isn't like this has never happened before. So like, I try to just whatever good happens on public land, take that in the bank. Just be like that, nice, that happened. But also, I hunt a lot of public land, and I very rarely run into competition because I plan on hunting there on weekdays. Yeah, and right. um, I mean, if it's if Weekends are your only time. That's and try to do something to plan to hunt these weekdays. Like public land is your land five days a week. Like yours. I've gone. I've hunt metro spots, very crowded, and uh, on Saturday, Sunday. Like these spots are mine throughout the course of the week. If I can get a few hours off of work, if I know there's a good migration day coming up, and you know throw out a spread on a Wednesday morning, going to work at ten something. I can squeak that by. Plan on doing that stuff on public land. Well, and I usually try to find kind of out of the way. If I know I'm going to hunt public, I try to find out of the way spots that aren't. Because like going to Swan Lake down by Mankato or wherever, or Nicollet or wherever the hell it is, or like Pelican and Monticello, that's a hard that's a hard pass for me. I just don't want to deal with the circus. I just don't feel like the hunting's going to be that good. Even if people post limits like they usually do on opening day on Swan. That's not a good day of hunting for me. That's like, no. that's a shit show. When was it one year, me and, uh, we did a little migrator hunt, a very early season. No, not early season, but early in the duck season. And there was like, Saturday, Sunday of duck opener, there's like 10,000 boats on, <laughs> what's that lake up by Monticello? Yeah, Pelican. Pelican Lake, yeah. yeah. We hunted it on Monday, so it was Saturday, Sunday opener. I've never been there for Saturday, Sunday opener, but I heard it's ridiculous, like boats lined up a half a mile. We showed up Monday. 
we showed up not that early not that early at all i think we were like the sixth truck in the whole parking lot like there's nobody there like the place was ours it's a goddamn humongous lake so yeah. we set up and shot like i think like 12 or 13 migrating geese that day nice nice little cold north wind but yeah. i just have always had great luck and um great opportunities on the public land surrounding the cities if you just know how to play it right you yeah know? which this i think we're getting into what could be entirely its own subject Damn, yeah, for you're different right. waterfall Wednesday. So let's get back on track <laughs> with our uh, rules of the road etiquette. Your dog. Let's offend some people. Don't bring your dog, dude. I mean... Uh, Unless it's just like a kick-ass here's, dog. Here, here's the thing. If, if, if you own a dog, that's awesome. Dogs are cool. I love dogs. I've hunted over a couple dogs that are awesome. Most of the dogs are not, but I shouldn't say the dogs aren't. I should say the dog trainers, dog handlers <laughs> aren't are not good. But this is as far as the etiquette goes. As an invitee, that dog not, stays home. <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah, if you got invited on a hunt, do not show up with that dog. Go, oh hey, I brought my dog. If you have a good dog, people know it, and they'd ask you to bring it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Like if I know I you had a kick ass dog, it was the day before, and you're like, "Hey, you mind if I bring my dog?" I'm still gonna go. No, that's all. That's gonna be a point of contention with me because I just have such a bad track record with dogs. That no, hey, I wanted to hunt with you. Like I want to hunt with you and your dog. That's very true, man. Is that a true statement? Wow. You know, like I, I mean. I just know, I just know how this is gonna pan out. Yeah, this you're gonna hunt be yelling gonna at be that. you and me bullshitting, telling inappropriate jokes and stories. No, and it's gonna be you yelling at your dog all day. You're like the third wheel, like like on uh, a date. Like you're just like glad I came to this bullshit. Right. Yeah. And they're like, that's like a couple arguing over their fucking food, and you're sitting there like, God damn it, <laughs> get me out of here, man. I'm looking, I'm eyeballing the bar, like two two girls up there in their fifties. Fuck me. What am I here for? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bad, it's a yeah, uh, just that's a th- yeah. If you have a dog, you gotta you gotta find your own spots, and then you can invite people, and then even that, let people know up front that you're you have a dog and you're bringing them because I'll probably pass. If you invite me on a hunt and I'm like, and I would like, rather hey, us shoot my jack dog shit, like, you know, then nope. Unless it unless, is such a distraction. Unless I have nothing better to do. And mm-hmm. you're just like, hey, I got to get my dogs, got to get some experience, reps and some experience. I'm going to head out. You're more than likely, you're more than welcome to join us, but but I get it if you don't want to. I'll be like, yeah, I'll go. And so if t- I know everybody's that's so what I'm getting touchy. into, that will be fine. People are so touchy about their dogs too because they think it's a reflection of themselves. And it is. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, take no. take a full drink. Gonna... I almost spit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they do get really touchy and like, Oh man, a couple of videos I've posted that have gone like viral-ish, like 50,000, 100,000 views have just been because a dog broke in it. Like, you know, here's a good uh, video of us crushing three geese and it'll get 50,000 views for no fucking reason except for a dog's like running across the pan like oh, at the yeah. edge. And it's something like that's totally safe, a dog that's totally experienced. But the f- everybody in the world apparently has the most amazing steady dog except oh for, yeah and they got something to say about other people's it's i personally have never owned a dog so i'm allergic 
So the whole well, you got a built-in excuse. Exactly. I think I'm gonna be allergic to dogs from here on out. But I just, uh, <laughs> I just am so shocked by the offense people take and the vitriol that they spew when it comes oh, to yeah. dogs and other people's dogs. But you know, a dog could be a reason that you actually do get an invite too. Like if I knew you had just a fucking rock star and I got a killer spot, but it's on a river with a little current and like, ooh, how are we gonna retrieve these fucking birds? Like you're gonna be the first person I call. Like, dude, bring, yeah. bring a freaking Jack the dog or whatever its name is, man, because we need it tomorrow. And that, like, dude, that's as powerful as having ten dozen Dave Smith decoys. For sure. That's as powerful as being like a power caller. Like when we we're talking about have something you're contributing. If you're the mm-hmm. invitee, you know, bring your twenty dozen silhouettes. Bring your power calling. Bring your kick-ass dog. Like, have something to get you in the door with people. You know, like where they wanna bring you hunting and that could and if actually you're not be a great a, collar and you don't have good decoys or any decoys or whatever you better show up with food exactly <laughs> be a good cook man people people really don't uh, account for how good or how a good cook is like a fantastic member of a team like when you got a guy yeah he don't call he don't got decoys he can actually barely shoot his limit every morning <laughs> but he's got the like you're going on a five day trip and he's got like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and a log and he's putting three coolers in the back of the truck and five cooking instruments. You're like, that's why you're here. And that's why you're here. And you're coming next year and you're coming the year after that. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> it's so invaluable. You're saving people a hundred dollars a day in some cases, yeah. you know, like when you're buying everything, everything you drink, everything you eat, everything you smoke out of a gas station. That guy showing up prepared is saving you some major dollars and major pain in the ass. Oh, so much better food too. Yeah, for real. I mean, yeah. it's even worth more than a hundred bucks because it's you're not ga- eating gas station food. But, anyways, back to the yeah, back to unwritten rules. The unwritten rules. What else you got? I don't know. One time I was in North Dakota and I showed up on an unposted field, which would be public, ginormous fields. Found it in the morning, late snow goose season, like Aprilish, late April. Then we showed back up after we took a nap, a little day nap, showed up at 2 p.m. or so to go set up and do an afternoon hunt. Some guys were set up. Mm. Ginormous unposted fields. Could have gone anywhere, but I said, you know, hey, my name's Nick. my brother Tom. It was just another brother trip, and uh, can we join you? Otherwise, I follow the rules. I follow the golden rules, so we'll fucking buzz off, man. We won't fuck with you guys. And they're like, you know, kind of took that into consideration, and they had a little group huddle and said, what kind of hide do you guys have? And I said, we got layouts or we got wedges and blankets with white sweatshirts. We've got two options. And I looked, they got wedges, blankets, and all of them are wearing white, sweat, like white sweatshirts. I'm mm-hmm. going, I think we're in. I think and, we're in. And dude, we hunted with those guys for the next two days. We shot over 100 geese. Sweet. It was awesome. And we were getting breakfast the, uh, that next uh, you know, Sunday morning. We're getting breakfast with them, laughing, having a good time again networking you got yep. more people this friends over field concept you know you can go out there and be, you know there's not very many spots in late april in the united states in north dakota i mean i don't know what we would have done had they said fuck off right but it's still worth it to us to put that out like the good juju out there and say we'll get the hell out of here and i mean this field was literally like two by two miles and there was geese kind of flying um, around it we had happened to find like a good like 10k or something nice probably could have got some banging and screwed them over if we wanted to but right right yeah anyways that's how it worked out man it worked out great yeah i think bot i mean you really it just comes down to just don't be a dick i mean 
almost whatever that situation is, you can apply that to life pretty much. If you if you think you might be being a dick, you probably are. God, I've had, I've showed up in North Dakota in a couple of unposted fields where we showed up. We just were showing up late to see if anybody else really was going to hunt there. We had a plan B. And there's a bunch of uh, trucks out in the field. And when we showed up, so we're like, eh, I guess we're not hunting here. I said, but uh, let's go drive out there and we'll just say good luck to the guys. And uh, so we drove out there and just to introduce ourselves and say hi and uh, best of luck to you guys. And we pulled up and it wasn't one group that was out there setting up. It was two other groups that had oh, shown wow. up and they were about to fist fight each other. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So we were just like, oh, pull- wow. Yeah. Like we just pulled into the field and uh, just to say, hey, how's it going? You guys beat us. Rules of the road. We're going to get out of here. Good luck. Let us know how you do, you know, because we were just curious. Right. And it was like, we rolled the windows down. These guys are like nose to nose. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, good luck to you guys. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we did end up uh, knowing one of the guys who was involved in one of the groups, actually through an intermediary, and found out how that all shook out. And it was it's just fucked up, man, how that stuff happens. Like, I got here first. Yeah, well, it's public land. Like, or you guys could have just been uh, decent human beings. And, right. Yeah, you could have avoided the whole I hate hearing about situation. that stuff or being involved in it. Yeah, being involved is never fun. So, Especially when, yeah. So, anyway, should we wrap that one up? Yeah, that one's good. All right, cool. We'll chat later. This has been... The Full Scale Outdoors Podcast, Waterfall Wednesday with Nick J. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Hey, if you got some uh, waterfall lovers out there that you know and they are not aware of the Waterfall Wednesday or Full Scale Outdoors Podcast, let them know. Share it with your buddies. Keep it going around. Uh, don't forget, if you have a beard, if you're thinking about growing a beard, take care of that some bitch. Go to thebeardstruggle.com. Put in code FULLSCALE15 at checkout. Save yourself 15%. Thank you again for listening, whatever your passion, especially if it's waterfowl, pursue it full scale. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.